Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. The legends are true. But overwhelming power. The sauce of destiny. Yes! The most legendary sauce has arrived as McDonald's transforms into the anime world of Wickdonald's. The greatest flavors unite in all new savory chili McDonald's sauce to make your 10-piece Nuggets, fries, and Sprite ultra-powerful. Unlock manga comics with every meal and sit down for a new anime short every week only at Wickdonald's. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba, go! I participate in McDonald's for a limited time while supplies last. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Welcome in to the early line. We're live right here on Sports Grid on a Friday morning. I'm Kevin Walsh, joined by Donnie Wrightside with a lot to get to as we get you set here for the weekend. DRS, how you feeling? Feeling good here. Most people take a look at Fridays as payday, Kevin. And I do think mm. payday is an appropriate word here for the show. Eh? Somebody got paid. Did you get paid, Kevin? Did I get paid? I'm checking my bank account. I know some NFL players got paid yesterday. Kyler must be a happy boy. That extension comes ah. on in for the Arizona Cardinals. You got to be a Moneyline listener, folks, if you really want to know what's going on. But Kyler Murray gets that big-time extension from the Arizona Cardinals. $230.5 million on that five-year extension. 160 guaranteed. A huge payday as Kyler Murray gets that bag. That's what quarterbacks get. That's the going rate right now. And if you're an organization, Kevin, in the NFL, and you have a quarterback that's eligible for an extension, if you think you can wait this one out and get a better price, you would be incorrect. Sign your young quarterbacks before they actually come up to taking out full-page ads saying, I demand more money. He's not going to get that money. Oh, yeah, he got his money. There is a lot to unpack here because I think Donnie is sending an appropriate warning shot to one specific team I also do think there are valid questions about how the Cardinals tried to posture themselves as I don't know if we're going to pay you and then gave Kyler an unbelievable amount of money did they save themselves any did they have to go above board here to save face it's a very very interesting situation but it's not the only quarterback news we have from first round picks folks getting signed to the Cleveland Browns who needs Deshaun Watson Josh Rosen Coming on in to save the day, perhaps, in Cleveland? Yeah, saving the day in Cleveland, which means we're probably about to get some word on a monster suspension, at least a suspension here for Deshaun Watson. But also, Kevin, can't we always flip this back and say, okay, Middle America, Cleveland here, Rust Belt. Yeah, but what's going on the West Coast out there? There's a quarterback out here that just got passed up for Josh Rosen. Huh, I wonder who that quarterback was, Kevin. Uh, whoever could you mean? We will talk, of course, about the ever-changing quarterback landscape in the NFL as there are a lot of interesting headlines for us to dive into this morning. We'll also take a look at some of the big stuff going on in Major League Baseball, and that includes a real ominous start to the second half of the season for the New York Yankees, 64-30. and 30. Oh, that's nothing to be upset about. It's that some of those 30 
do come at the hands of the Houston Astros in two of them yesterday. A sweep for Houston. They get it done in a low-scoring affair early 3-2, and then a higher-scoring affair 7-5 in game number two. Yeah, Yanks mounted some comebacks late in both of those games, but it wasn't enough. But also, did that series even really happen? Like, the Yankees got on a plane, went to Houston, got swept. Like, hey, you know what? We got another series in a different city today. That was a tough look and a bad spot for the Yankees, which they didn't perform all that well. But that's a huge win for the Astros psychologically and also in the standings. It is interesting. And no no excuses there. But it just didn't feel like, oh, here we go, Astros-Yankees. It was kind of like... Listen, we got to figure out this schedule here. You guys got a free day on a Thursday. We're off the all-star break. Figure this out. We're playing, too. And the Astros took advantage. Certainly, that's a great start for that baseball team for the second half. Another team that had a really nice start was the Los Angeles Dodgers. What an interesting, wild game they played against the San Francisco Giants, as our radio audience is here on this Friday morning. Kevin Walsh, Donnie Wright, side, Sirius XM. Channel 159, a 5-0 early lead. Eventually, it was 5-5, but a Darren Ruff grand slam. The Giants at one point took the lead, but Mookie bets the hero a three-run homer in the bottom of the eighth inning to break the tie. A great web gem in the field, showing why he is still one of the most valuable players in this sport. Yep, talked about it yesterday. If I was going to take one of those shots on an MVP race in the end, it would be Mookie Betts. That's a big way to start the second half of the season. But I also had the Giants plus 125 in my pocket. Kevin, when I went to bed, uh. it was 5 to nothing. Dodgers. Ah, this game's over. No need to even check back in. I woke up and read the box score. And you're right. A 6-5 to five lead for San Francisco. Hold on to the lead, boys. Mm -hmm. Come on. Ah. Yeah, it would have certainly uh, been nice there. Although, I don't think it is the worst loss you took yesterday as I was trying to do some box score checking. You oh tell someone gosh. that they bet under seven and one team gets shut out, they're probably going to yeah. be able to, at the worst case, push on that ticket. And uh, the Texas Rangers had other plans. We'll also get you an update on Juan Soto and which teams seemingly are in the mix. Bob Nightingale giving us the idea. Yes, the usual suspects, the Yankees, the Dodgers, the New York Mets. But how about the Giants, Padres, Mariners, and Cardinals all being featured on this list? Yes, and it looks like he is going to be moved because how do you handle a superstar that you don't want to trade? You come out and say, we're not even picking up the phone. Uh, Washington's picking up the phone to just about everybody in Major League Baseball. Yeah, no doubt about it. And also, we did offer the bat talk right about payday here. A lot of people getting their money. Well, Kyler Murray is not alone. Man, Kirby Smart, come on down. A monster, monster payday for the reigning national champion head coach Kirby Smart to keep him in Georgia for a decade. Guaranteed money as well. This is like, hey, 10 years and $100 million, but if you don't survive past year one, you only get your $10 million. No, he gets fired year two. He pockets all of that cash. Man, who said you need to be actually to be a player, Kevin, to make some money? Just be a coach. Yeah, Georgia enters the season third best odds win the national championship at plus 350. Speaking of odds right now, Sun JM off to a great start at the 3M Open and has become the new favorite at plus 340 as he is T1 at the FanDuel Sportsbook right now. Tony Finau is 5 to 1. We're talking Tyler Murray. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022 by making investments from coast to coast. 
Investments like building charging hubs for fleets of electric buses in California and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. The legends are true. But overwhelming power. The sauce of destiny. Yes! The most legendary sauce has arrived as McDonald's transforms into the anime world of Donald's. The greatest flavors unite in all new savory chili McDonald's sauce to make your 10-piece nuggets, fries, and Sprite ultra-powerful. Unlock manga comics with every meal and sit down for a new anime short every week only at McDonald's. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba, go! And participate in McDonald's for a limited time while supplies last. Payday in the desert. Kyler Murray gets his Arizona Cardinals extend their franchise quarterback. And if you would have told me, you know, a little bit back, right, maybe in the middle of last year's Cardinals season, that team's 8-0, hey, look, they're going to extend Kyler Murray. It's headline news whenever a guy gets paid, but it's not shocking or surprising. If the Arizona Cardinals went about this in a way that makes this more of a story maybe than it should be, because, Donnie, they didn't, Seemingly want to pay Kyler right away. We thought that this maybe could be a dragged-out fight here a little bit between the Cardinals and Kyler Murray. And the end result here is Kyler essentially becoming the second-highest-paid quarterback in the history of the sport, it almost seems here. Certainly the second-highest average annual salary at over $46 million per year. When you factor in how we got here and the final numbers What's your takeaway from Kyler Murray being extended by the Arizona Cardinals? From the outside looking in at the Arizona Cardinals, we thought there might have been, you know, each side entrenched saying, all right, here's what we're going to do. Because Kyler Murray, of course, at the end of the season, I'm eligible for my extension. I want my extension. And he must have gotten the cold shoulder, like during the draft and the early parts mm-hmm. of free agency, where hey, I'm not getting anything back from the Cardinals that leads me to believe that I'm going to be their franchise guy. So let me go on the offensive here, and I'm going to strip everything off my Twitter and IG accounts here of anything to do with the Arizona Cardinals. And also on top of that, I'm going to take out a full page ad in an Arizona newspaper and say, look, it's not me. I want to be here. I do want to get paid, but I want to lead this franchise and win Super Bowls. But right now, I just want to tell my side of the story. The Arizona Cardinals aren't picking up the phone right now. So we all thought that was going to be a kind of an interesting technique to try, where if you're the Arizona Cardinals, what we were hearing from their side was, you know what? You're eventually going to get your money. But how about you prove it first? weren't really happy with how that season ended last year. You know, some things were leaking out that you were quitting in games, and that's not really the look we want. Why don't you prove yourself one more year, and then we'll give you that big payday? And him basically said, no, I'm eligible. This is what happens. I'm your starting quarterback. If you think I'm your franchise guy, you'll pay me now. And here we are at a crossroads where we didn't know if he was going to show up to training camp, if he was going to be happy. And as we know, Kevin, in the NFL, you can't show up to training camp for week one here with a quarterback that's basically saying, I'm throwing in the towel until I get my money. They gave him his money, and boy, did they. 
$46 million average per year, $160 million in guarantees in case of injury. And what, within the first three years of this, getting well over $100 million, he should be happy playing for the Arizona Cardinals. And they're, quite frankly, lucky they signed him this early, Kevin, because who knows in a year what that price tag would have been. Yeah, I think it's a man. It's it's a good point. Certainly, that this should just be. Hey, the Cardinals got their guy. You know, this is a team. Josh Rosen's in the headlines today. The year before Kyler Murray entered the fold, they drafted Josh Rosen in the first round, and they abandoned ship immediately. And they bring in Cliff Kingsbury year one, Kyler Murray off the Heisman winning season as the first overall pick, and it worked. People felt like they made the right decision. But again, the pathway is a bit odd. We can talk about Kyler expectations in a minute, but I want to just continue to put this into perspective. In terms of just overall amount signed, this is the third most for a quarterback. Mahomes in that, you know, near half a billion dollars, but that's over a decade is the most we've seen. Josh Allen was over $250 million, but he does have a sixth year. Here was something that stood out to me, Don. $230.5 million for Kyler Murray over five years. You know what that Deshaun Watson contract was? $230 million clean over five years. I wonder if in the negotiating room they said, you know, that's the number we need to be over. To, again, add even a little easier perspective there. Deshaun Watson's contract, average, uh, average annual, is $46 million flat. Kyler's is $46 Point one million. Does that mean that in that room, and a great job really out of Kyler's camp, his agents and every involved, they said, you see that Deshaun Watson deal? We're getting over that number. How could you possibly justify any other result? And really, we see right here, right now, why teams around the league were so bothered by the contract the Browns handed out to Deshaun Watson. Yes, and this is what's taking place now because you're right. That half a billion dollar contract for Patrick Mahomes did have a lot of guarantees, but not fully guaranteed. But it was also when you saw that one come out, Kevin, the Mahomes deal we're talking about here, you said to yourself, you know what? That's a lot of money, but it does sound actually right. Like he is the future of the NFL, and you're trying to lock him up, keep him happy, and make a run at Super Bowl after Super Bowl after Super Bowl. Then we saw Deshaun Watson get that money. He said, now hold on here. This is a guy with a lot of troubles off the field here, but also the key indicator, Kevin, wasn't the five years, $230 million, because we know the price is going up higher and higher on each quarterback. Now, he wasn't going to get $500 million, but the fact of the matter was the Cleveland Browns said, we're going to guarantee every cent of this contract, and that's the shockwave that got sent around the NFL saying, whoa, now. Who is the next quarterback that is in line for a massive payday? And what's it going to turn out to be? Because you know, Kyler Murray's camp and an agent doing his due diligence goes, hey, did you just see that the Sean Watson deal? That's almost exactly what we want, but slightly higher. And Arizona put their foot down, probably said, we'll give you a big deal, but we're not guaranteeing every single penny of this contract. So sort of to meet them halfway, and they say, my agent did a good job and continued to moving that you know process down the field where you're making more money than the next guy who just signed. That's why you wanted that $46 million 
turned into 46.1. So you could say, good job by my agent. He negotiated a higher salary, technically, than Deshaun Watson got. Now, also, he's a quarterback, and he's young. He's probably going to see just about every single penny of this contract if he is healthy. And also keep in mind, at five years, what's that next contract going to be on top of that here? So if you're looking at this contract overall saying, boy, Deshaun Watson got a much better deal, on the face of it, he probably did. But if we're long playing this out, Kyler Murray's not 36 years old getting this deal. He's in his early 20s. He'll get another five-year deal, and we'll see what that actually will be in five years from now. And again, if that is, that'll be the ra- the rarity of the Watson thing, is five five years fully guaranteed. But you see right away kind of that benchmark. And what did you allude to off the top? Maybe some other teams need to start looking around. And I got to bring up Lamar Jackson right now. Because I think if you are the Baltimore Ravens and you're in that front office, this was a bad day for you. I, I, I've said this before. Lamar walks into the room, says, I need to be the highest paid quarterback in the NFL. And if everybody, you know, is being fully transparent, maybe Lamar's not in the room, but his agent is, okay, I got you. He, Mahomes, no doubt about it. At this point, Josh Allen, sure. But how many guys are you going to tell me are better than my MVP winning quarterback? And I don't think there's any way they're going to try and argue that Kyler Murray has proven more in this league because he hasn't than Lamar Jackson. That's just not the case. And I don't, I can't imagine there are people out there who really are using, you know, logic saying, ah, come on, does Baltimore need Lamar Jackson? Guys, Lamar missed time last year. They don't make the playoffs. They were always in the, Lamar comes in, they go to the playoffs. Lamar already has an MVP under his belt. Ah, DRS, the floor now to me. If the Ravens try to get to the negotiating table with Lamar Jackson is above Kyler. The floor, I guess the floor is the Kyler deal, which means if I'm Lamar and I'm looking at this, I'm saying, you know what? I'm not waiting anymore, actually, because that's the number that I sh- I'm worth right then and there. I'm going to that room. And I'm saying, listen, I hate to do it to you, but I'm going to need that contract and I'm going to need it now. Yes. And it's going to be expensive, too, because what is the bar now? If you're Lamar Jackson's camp and you're heading in there going, I just saw what Kyler Murray made. You know I'm a better quarterback at this point. And each and every deal that gets done, the bar gets pushed higher and higher. Is it five years, $250 million fully guaranteed? Like, I would like to see what Lamar Jackson is actually asking for, because whatever it is, it seems like where these prices are going, he can ask for as much as he wants. Now, again, the one-off contracts that we talk about with Patrick Mahomes, you're probably not going to hit those numbers. But for sure, he's not settling for anything less than the Sean Watson and Kyler Murray got. And quite frankly, he will be a $50 million a year quarterback very soon. Yeah, again, for the Baltimore Ravens, oh, man, this is great. Our guy's not asking for, for anything just yet. And every single time we go, that was a mistake. We pause right there in the NFL. Up next, we talk to Major League Baseball. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like updating turbines at one of our Indiana wind farms and producing more oil and gas with fewer operational emissions in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So... 
No, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. The legends are true. But overwhelming power. The sauce of destiny. Yes! The most legendary sauce has arrived as McDonald's transforms into the anime world of Wickdonald's. The greatest flavors unite in all new savory chili McDonald's sauce to make your 10-piece Nuggets, fries, and Sprite ultra-powerful. Unlock manga comics with every meal and sit down for a new anime short every week only at Wickdonald's. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba, go! And participate in McDonald's for a limited time while supplies last. Major League Baseball. I should, re, you know, make sure that we bring up kind of the expectations now around Kyler and the Cardinals because that is going to be a big talking point. Is he worth this kind of extension? Right. I'm a Holmes. You don't question it. Kyler, maybe there are still some question marks around it. And you and I have a lot of the times kind of looked at the first five for teams, right? That early viewpoint there. Forget games four and games five. Those first three games for the Arizona Cardinals are not welcome signs that you probably would want to start your season. Home versus the Kansas City Chiefs at the Vegas Raiders and home against the defending Super Bowl champion Los Angeles Rams. One of those things where you go, hey, we're home and we can't beat anybody in our building. But then you start to think about the fact that they don't have Hopkins. Those are, from a power rating perspective, two of the five best teams in, in football that you're bringing into your building. And then a trip to Vegas where that's obviously a team that's continued to add throughout this season, and that's not going to be an easy trip either there. One of those spots where, you know, if they're one and two, I can't call that even a losing effort. They're going to be dogs in all three of their probably games, I would say, to start this season. Yeah, it seems like doom and gloom, right? Now, being home is the ultimate advantage in professional football. So if you're going to have the Chiefs and you're going to have the Rams early in the season, maybe it's nice to get them at home to say, all right, we should win at least one of those, and then we'll see what we can do against the Vegas Raiders on the road, who, quite frankly, are setting up to have a pretty interesting year, to say the least, with how much offensive firepower that they do have. But here's what I want to bring up also, because when you sign that new contract, Kevin, all eyes go to you on Kyler Murray. No longer are you going to say, let's just play devil's advocate. He doesn't sign the contract. They go one and two. Well, you know, hey, Kyler wanted his money. How well did he play in those three games? But you're more looking towards the future and saying, all right, let's see how they can rebound. Kyler Murray gets all this money up front, Kevin. And let's just say they go one, two, three, loss, loss, loss with that big deal. And also, what did we hear last year out of the Arizona Cardinals, who obviously they were leaking this. Hey, man, by the way, we, you know, in that late in that last couple games here, and was it the playoff game or, or the uh, previous game before that where Kyler Murray didn't want to go back into the game in like a blowout situation? Mm -hmm. And that's where that stuff started leaking, saying maybe it's not a team guy. Is this the franchise guy you want to run? Now, he did get his money, so obviously the fences were mended at that point. But my goodness, if they start out 0-3 with that big money deal, What's the rest of that season going to look like where everybody starts to compound back? Well, Kingsbury's not a good coach, and you gave Kyler Murray all that money. You should have waited it out to see if it was actually worth that money, which obviously mm -hmm. you can't do that at this point now. Players are going to get what they are, but that is a tough season. Like, you would want, like, right, open up, like, at Carolina. All right, you can win that game. Or how about Seattle at home to open up? Get that win and get that good vibes going. Let's get the Chiefs game one at home. That's a tough scenario. Yeah, it's not going to be – easy for them to start and of course not having Hopkins is going to make things difficult so one number I said I was really interested to see when they post it would be that Kyler Murray season long rushing prop 
boy, have they really tempted me here. 500 and a half yards for Kyler Murray. So let's put this into perspective for people right now. Year number one, 16 games played, 544 over the number. Probably got it towards the back end of the season there. Year number two, 16 games played, 819 yards. Last year, 14 games. So he missed three games, and he goes to 423. So you see that, and you probably say to yourself, all right, if he played all 17, he's going to get you over that number. But the other thing is, there were a couple games, I'm sure you remember, Donnie, where Kyler wasn't running. There were three games total where his yardage combined for 10 yards. My point is, if I take those three low games, and then the fact that he missed three potential other games, that's six games where he added 10 rushing yards on a season tally. But now if without Hopkins, he has to be a little bit more mobile. I got to tell you, 500 and a half on Kyler Murray is another one of those numbers as we get ready for the NFL season that I will be circling and giving a lot of consideration on to a potential over from that season-long player prop perspective. Now, let's also get inside the player's mind at this point here, which we hear so many times. Now, I'm going to take this out of a quarterback's hand and put it in a running back's hand. Remember when Derrick Henry is getting all those yards but taking all those hits and getting all those carries? What did Tennessee do? Paid him like a superstar running back. So that next year, you know what Derrick Henry goes? Load me up, coach. Like, I'm paid. Anything happens to me, I'm paid for the rest of my life. Do we get that now from Kyler Murray, where if he didn't sign that contract and said, boy, I did take a beating in some of those games last year, and I don't want to be damaged goods, I'm going to sit in the pocket much more than I do. Or now he says, boy, I got all this guaranteed money for injury here. If something happens, I got a buck 60 coming to me. I'll be okay. Let me just go out there and let it hang out. And if I have to run, you know, on a third and nine to get 10 yards, I got to dive in the two linebackers. I'll do that now. So if I'm looking from a betting perspective, just trying to get every angle possible, Kevin, on looking at that over, I think it helps that he got that big money deal where now you can put rest aside. Hey, if something happens, I'm taken care of and well taken care of. Great, great point by you. Feeling a little bit more secure regardless of the result could also inspire Murray to get after it just a little bit more. We move over to Major League Baseball. Yesterday, there's a doubleheader on the docket. It's two games out of 162. So baseball very rarely go, all right, this is a huge, huge, huge must-win game unless you have literal must-wins when you're playing September baseball. But if you are the Yankees, you have largely dominated every team in front of you. But the Astros, to some degree, have had your number. Came to the Bronx where you really you were beating up on everybody and you needed two comeback wins to salvage a split in a four-game set in your building. You went to Houston for one, and you did drop that game. So you've got a losing record to them under the season. You've also continually lost to the Astros in the playoffs. But it's tough because for some people, and I'm sure some people in that Yankees locker room, you say, eh, they were cheating. Not everything here was even Stevens. And I know Astros fans are going to lose their minds. Listen, perception can be reality at times, and I'm sure there's people in that Yankees locker room who might just feel that way. But now you've got a Houston Astros team that is and 5-2 against the Yankees out of the seven games that they've played this season. So a Yankees team that has been so dominant overall is running into a very interesting spot. Because when you line up the American League outright odds, the New York Yankees are plus 140. The Houston Astros are the second choice at plus 200 with a considerable gap between the rest of the teams. Plus 950 on Toronto, 15-1 to on Chicago and Seattle. I say all of that to say that the odds are the ALCS will be the Yankees versus the Astros, and I think the 
concern right now could be for the Yankees that they might need somebody else to do their bidding and eliminate Houston because the early returns, Donnie, are that the Strohs have the Yanks' number. Yeah, they do, and this makes uh, sets up for some great baseball heading down the stretch here for the 2022 season, and also you're building a nice little rivalry between these two franchises where it used to be, hey, it's Boston and it's New York, and everybody else, ah, well, sort of get a mini rivalry together. It looks like this is going to take center stage as we head down. And also yesterday, if you remember, Kevin, heading into this week, and I usually come in with the notion that we don't have any Thursday baseball. So I started thinking about more and more overnight. Was the reason that we had these matchups yesterday, was this because we canceled the first, like, two weeks of the season and had to make up games? So it was one of those, we'll shoehorn this one in. Because if that was the case here, the Yankees really got the short end of the stick on this one. And it was apparent that, they were flying in knowing that this was going to be like a one-day trip, a one-day affair mm-hmm. after having that all-star break and then getting a normal series back where they fly out of Houston because to have that as a doubleheader, and the same thing you saw another doubleheader yesterday in Oakland, I want to do some check-in because I didn't do it. I was just thinking about it. If that was one of those cases where these were games that weren't actually supposed to be played because it was kind of odd the way they were setting up saying, now who would schedule doubleheaders here on a Thursday post-all-star break where you're going to get that game started like 12 noon in some instances so that's an interesting one to watch out for but back to the Yankees here they're going to be fine it's a long season here they had a sensational start you're going to get beat by good baseball teams particularly like the Astros on the road a little bit more of a surprise to me would have been if these two games were played in the Bronx Kevin and the Astros went up there and did their bidding and won both of those games I wouldn't worry about that all that much but it seems like we are playing out to a two-man race here for the Yankees and the Astros and you're right Most of these teams side by side. Hey, somebody knocked the Yankees out. Somebody knocked the Astros out. But I got to tell you, when these two teams line up, it just seems like the Astros are the better overall team. And that should not be the case. And again, like the the problem for the Yankees is if, look, if there's a two-man race, you're very happy to be one of the two. But it's not good if the other team just has your number. Yeah. Right? Where the Yankees can look at the rest of the American League and be like, sweep, sweep, non-competitive, non-competitive, Astros, oh no. Where maybe some other teams could give Houston a, a bit of an issue there. Right? And that becomes very interesting. My real big takeaway, I think, though, from this year, maybe above all else, because you see Valdez and Javier, I believe, got, got the ball for Houston in those two games. Or Louis Garcia got the ball, and then uh, Javier got it in that opening game there. Where you start to go and look at these rotations, and the Yankees, for so much of this season, was clearly the best rotation that baseball was offering. Garrett Cole was statistically the worst pitcher on the staff and was not having a bad year. Severino was fantastic. Montgomery, Tyone, all these guys having these ph- phenomenal seasons but they don't necessarily come with the pedigree where you go, okay, we know that's going to, to stay. And if you start to line these two teams up, and if the Astros feel like they have the pitching advantage, well, the Yankees might have to make a decision here. We're going to talk about Juan Soto in just a minute, and it's a really interesting talking point there about all these potential teams. I'm wondering, though, if the Yankees look across the aisle to Houston and say, you know what, we need to go prioritize a Louis Castillo-type guy coming up here at the deadline. No, you're right about that because there is an arms race and it seems to be a seller's market as opposed to a buyer's market where you just pick up guys for mid-level prospects or just buying out and get sending some cash over to another baseball team. So it'll be interesting to see if the Astros and the Yankees might be going head-to-head on some of these players and could that tip the balance of power in the AL? No doubt about it. I I think you want that if you are these teams that are looking to sell, not just, you know, you don't, 
you want certain teams to be in, right? You want the Yankees and the Astros to be looking at the guys that you're offering up come the deadline, including, of course, Juan Soto. That's where we start. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like building grid-scale solar energy in Ohio and... Producing gas with fewer operational emissions in Texas. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, (laughs) That's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. The legends are true. But overwhelming power. The sauce of destiny. Yes! The most legendary sauce has arrived as McDonald's transforms into the anime world of Donald's. The greatest flavors unite in all new savory chili McDonald's sauce to make your 10-piece nuggets, fries, and Sprite ultra-powerful. Unlock manga comics with every meal and sit down for a new anime short every week only at McDonald's. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba, go! And participate in McDonald's for a limited time while supplies last. One of the best players in Major League Baseball. When you talk about a 23-year-old from a trade perspective, few, if any, are more valuable in the sport. And there are a list of teams that are in the race. A Bob Nightingale tweet yesterday let us know that the Washington Nationals have began to talk to teams around the league, and there are seven teams right now that are making that phone call and starting the process to figure out what that asking price is going to be. The Mariners, the Padres, the Giants, the Dodgers, the Cardinals, the Yankees, and the Mets. Before we break down those seven, this came out yesterday while you and I were live on Moneyline, and you had a bit of a tone change around this Soto race and your expectations of kind of whether or not, Donnie, this will be done before the deadline comes and goes. Yes, uh, previously, and just taking a look at the you know totality of the situation, the Nationals are up for sale. So we don't know if the new ownership group would want a Juan Soto, would want that big a price tag on Juan Soto, or would have liked to have traded Juan Soto and started from scratch and got their own feel for the organization. Mm-hmm. So that's not going to happen here. But also, I think the key ingredients are now coming together because there's usually two sides of it where one side, even if you don't want to trade Juan Soto and you want to drive that price up, Kevin, what do you say? We're not even fielding phone calls. Hey, Juan Soto's unhappy. Word on the street, he wants out, and now will you make a deal? Mm-hmm. I'll reiterate this. We're not even picking up the phone. It's like we have him under control for at least another two years. We'll figure out what's best for the franchise. But you know, even if they didn't want him, we still want Juan Soto to be here. But then you have that leak out that says, what did you want us to do? We just offered the guy 400, roughly $450 million. He said no. 
And typically, as an organization, you would still say, we want him here. We're offering a lot of money. Let's see if cooler heads can prevail and we can make a deal, but we're not listening on trades. And now all of a sudden, we're seeing trades pop up here with teams already inquiring without the Washington Nationals front office rebuking any of these stories. So that leads me to believe where there's smoke, there's fire. They're picking up the phone. They're listening. They're getting intrigued. And until they get blown away, they're not going to make a move. But they're intensively listening right now with about a week and a half to go before that deadline. And I think maybe the best way to put this into perspective, because I know some people have said, well, hold on a minute now. He's not going to be a free agent at the end of this year. Why are the Nationals letting Soto bully him around and forcing a trade? There's no Juan Soto trade request. This is what the Washington Nationals want to do. They made that clear with their 15-year, $440 million offer, and then sending that offer specifics out, the second Soto declined it, right? All the, you know, the stuff about, you know, the the, the flight they sent him to the All-Star game or the home run derby on. All, the, the, the Nationals are ready to make this move as long as the asking price is met. And it looks like we have at least a decent idea of which seven teams are going to be in the race, not only the Mariners, the Padres, the Giants, the Dodgers, the Cardinals, the Yankees, and the Mets. Again, that is the seven. And if you were to ask me who amongst that group there is the most interesting, I think I would probably tell you it is the New York Mets. Steve Cohen comes into the Mets, obviously. Everybody knows, especially if you are East Coast-based, the idea that has existed around this team for so long, the Wilpons not looking to spend, 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 and always the woe-is-me attitude, an attitude that is still there for a first-place baseball team that has comfortably been inside your top five all year long. But this feels like that marquee move. And you could probably say, well, wasn't that Max Scherzer? Yeah, it was, but... And there was such a gap in between when they signed insurers and when the season got underway. Maybe it lost a little bit of te- little bit of steam. Wasn't that supposed to be Frankie Lindor? Yeah, it was, but he's not even an all-star this year. This feels like one of those things that if Steve Cohen found a way to get this done here. Now, and it's interesting that I'm giving all the credit to Cohen, but it's because of the willingness to pay Soto post a trade would just not be something you would expect from the New York Mets. And on top of that, of course, the fact that the Mets are a team trying to win a World Series this year and beyond, and seeing if they can keep Soto in division. Of the seven for me, the Mets jump off of the page when you talk about what it would signify to bring Soto into your franchise. The Mets might just have the most to gain. Now, it would be interesting here if Juan Soto was a free agent at the end of the season. For some reason, the Nationals weren't able to make a trade from him and just walked without you getting anything. They would go to DEFCON 5. If you talk about negotiation skills between the Mets and the Dodgers, we would see $600 million contracts being thrown around because those two teams don't care about payrolls here. They just want the superstar. But it does throw a caveat in here, which you're going to have to make a trade with the Nationals and then pay Juan Soto. So if we're looking at it from a Mets perspective, it is very intriguing for one reason. They're in division. So if the Mets want this guy, they're going to have to overpay for him as opposed to a team like even in the same city there, the New York Yankees, or even the Dodgers, who are still in the National League but not in the same division. So if I'm looking overall and I see Mariners, Padres, Giants, Dodgers, Cardinals, Yankees, and Mets from that Bob Nightingale tweet, it just seems like the good old boys again here, and that would be the Dodgers. They're still in the National League. It won't hurt as much for the Nationals. And also, oh, yes. There's a rapport, Kevin, between both of those franchises with making major deals that goes back, I don't know, one year ago to Trey Turner 
and Max Scherzer. So those phone lines will be open, and apparently there's a plethora of prospects still left over for the Dodgers. And if you are the Nationals, you probably have a great feel of who's in their prospects, in their organization, in the lower levels, since you made that deal last year. Now, if I'm looking at one of those outside teams, the San Francisco Giants make some sense. The Cardinals make some sense. But I see where you're going with the Mets here. If this was a perfect world and the Mets were in the American League and the Yankees were in a National League, the Mets, hands down, would be the favorites to get them. I just don't think it's possible the Nationals will make that trade, Kevin, in the division to the New York Mets. And also, what would the Mets be willing to pay for said cost here if they said, look, I know we're getting three top prospects from the Dodgers. I want four from you. Well, so the thing about that is there there very well could be an extra tax pay to say, look, you're in the division. You're going to have to go above and beyond what everybody else is offering us, right? I know, you know, over in the Premier League, if Manchester United, Manchester City are going to get a a deal done, the asking price goes way above what everybody else would have to pay because of the rivalry that exists. But And I'm not saying that you think that's how the Nationals should operate, but Max Scherzer is currently a Met. Bryce Harper is currently a Philadelphia Philly. And what did they get back for those? guys, as they now are now still in the Nothing! Nothing! The idea with Soto is he's going to bring back so much, and again, I'm telling you right now, the way the Mets fans operate, doom and gloom, they will get Juan Soto, and be like, oh, come on, we trade all our guys to the Nationals, these guys are going to be superstars, all-stars, we just sent them seven guys, we're going to make every single all-star team for the rest of the next decade, you know what I mean, right? Like, none of the ideas, you're going to be getting great players back in your own right that now can turn around and potentially dominate the New York Mets. So that's why I think there is a world where the Nationals get over the hump. You mentioned some other teams that you know could make sense, right? The Cardinals, the Giants. But what about the big teams here at the top, right? I mean, the Dodgers and the Yankees. The two highest payrolls, I believe, in Major League Baseball. I know the Dodgers are number one. I do believe the Yankees are number two. Where, you know, the Dodgers have turned into what the Yankees, I think, were at one point. Yeah, we're not worried about the money. We'll figure it out. We're here to win World Series. The Yankees, I think, have a fan base that is starting to realize, man, we are not who we used to be. Like, we're, we're saying, okay, maybe we'll get Soto, but then we have to let Judge walk. W- what is going on here? But you have options one and two in the World Series outright market on the FanDuel Sportsbook here looking to add one of those valuable players in the sport. Forget the 15 years he's likely to play for your franchise, Donnie. We talk about an odds changer Yankees add Soto, they might be $2 to win the World Series. Heck, the Dodgers and Juan Soto, the FanDuel Sportsbook might say, finally, we get to do what we want and put the Dodgers at like plus 100 all of a sudden. You're right about that. And let's just take a look at the Yankees where Soto would fit in. I don't know, perfectly in that Yankees lineup here, a power stroke to all fields, but particularly to right field if he can launch home runs into that short porch. And also, let's remind ourselves, this isn't one of those, hey, this guy's 33 years old. We have to give him 15 years to get him, so we'll get five good years and we'll be paying through the nose for the final 10. You can give him a 15-year contract, and he winds up being like 37 years old and probably still on the tail end of his peak in Major League Baseball. And, oh, yeah, the DH is all the way through American League and National League. So even if he was getting a little bit older but still a dominant hitter, you can hide him there. And let's just take a look at the Yankees as an organization, late 90s, early 2000s. George Steinbrenner in charge. He does this, picks up the phone, ring, ring, ring. Brian Cashman answers, and George says, you get Juan Soto, or your job is on the line, and he hangs up. 
and it would be made. It would be done. The Yankees would have them. But you're right. The organization that we figured looks like it got taken over, right? The Mets have taken over the Yankees. The Dodgers have taken over the Yankees because always what we looked forward to the Yankees was, man, all they do is pay for World Series championships. But who cares? There's no salary cap that you have to go over. The George Steinbrenner basically said, I'm going to leverage this thing. I bought it for $10 million. bucks. It's worth $4 billion. I'll pay everybody whatever they want because I want to win. And now the Yankees are settling into one of those financial institutions going, we actually don't have to pay all these guys, and we can make mm-hmm. the same amount of money here. It's a shame it's turned out to be because in that own city here, the Mets now are the organization that goes, money is no object. We'll pay for everybody here when we used to talk about the Yankees that way. And it is actually the Mets are the second highest payroll, and then the Yankees are third. But one of the the things that I love is it's like, well, here's the thing, man. You enter that luxury tax, and, you know, you're sending money down. Tampa Bay Rays, Baltimore. And and you have Juan Soto. Who cares? Who could possibly care that they're getting a little kick down in Tampa Bay? you got to be kidding me. So that idea there is ridiculous in its nature. We've talked about nearly every team on this list but the Seattle Mariners. You know, yes. it's kind of interesting, right, for, for me at my age. I, sometimes I, I look back, I see the old photos there, right? And apparently there was a point in time where every young lock first ballot Hall of Famer had to come through the Seattle Mariners, right? Like, the, the yes. old, like you know, Ken Griffey Jr., right, and Alex Rodriguez. And I got to tell and you, Johnson. if you're the Seattle Mariners – and the opportunity comes to put Juan Soto and Julio Rodriguez next to one another. Are you like, how do you not make that move? That has to be so enticing, right? Like, because sometimes I know you approach this from a business aspect of who's going to put butts in seats. Funny, you just locked yourself in 15 years, over, well over a decade, of two superstars in the sport playing directly next to one another and what would feel like owning the headlines on a yearly basis. What a phenomenal move that would be for the Mariners. Yes, and they've made big moves in free agency and also in the past. Robbie Cano ended up there. How about Ichiro coming over, you know, as an Asian superstar and really making an impact MVP candidate right away? And you're right, back in the day, A-Rod and Ken Griffey Jr. This is one of those outposts like, oh, man, nobody goes to play for the Seattle Mariners at this point. Let's also remind ourselves, ask this question. In the last 20 years, there's a baseball team that set the all-time Major League Baseball record and wins. Oh, it's got to be the Yankees. It's got to be the Dodgers. You know, maybe the Boston Red Sox. No, it's the Seattle Mariners. They have a good young core that they retooled. They're playing great baseball now. You want to talk about a shot in the arm where last year, grown men were crying in the dugout saying they never wanted to play baseball again <laughs> because they <laughs> traded a guy away? How about getting a Juan Soto inserted into yeah. that lineup? How about that? Yeah, I mean, you, you talk, look, here's the thing with uh, the Mariners as well. You you look at that group. because so, we, we talk long-term, but short-term. The Seattle Mariners – Really, one of the worst offenses in baseball right now, at least just from a run-scored perspective, and they're still right now favored to make the playoffs and a 14-game win streak. You add Soto on top of that, that is momentum. That's the kind of stuff that you're looking for. We'll close that out with number one. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022. 
by making investments from coast to coast. Investments like building charging hubs for fleets of electric buses in California and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, (laughs) That's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. The legends are true. Overwhelming power. Sauce of destiny. Yes! The most legendary sauce has arrived as McDonald's transforms into the anime world of McDonald's. The greatest flavors unite in all new savory chili McDonald's sauce to make your 10-piece Wick Nuggets, fries, and Sprite ultra-powerful. Unlock manga comics with every meal and sit down for a new anime short every week only at McDonald's. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba, go! And participate in McDonald's for a limited time while supplies last. I love when you hit this little quick second right here before Let's make the decision. Have an impromptu question. Go Donnie's way. Because he's always ready. They're, they're, this will work seamlessly. Yeah. I'm absolutely yeah. positive of it. Donnie, we talked about if Soto lands on the Yankees, what that would do to the World Series odds. And the same thing with the Dodgers. What I'm curious of is how much more movement could we potentially see throughout this World Series market if a team does add Juan Soto. When we when we look at the list that we've been provided, the Mets would be the next choice, but they're even a little too far up the board for me. So let me take the San Diego Padres. 30 to 1, fourth best odds of anybody that is on that Soto list we are looking at. Assuming that they're not sending out current, you know, contributors at a high level on their baseball team in this Soto deal, what do you think a Padres World Series ticket would be post a Juan Soto trade? It's, it's an interesting point that you bring up here, too, because if you're taking a look at the Los Angeles Dodgers, they're still an all-star team at this point. So if you add Juan Soto here and you get Fernando Tatis back healthy and also Manny Machado, it's a nice one, two, three punch. But quite frankly, how much does it change? Because the team you have to climb over still in the NL would be the Los Angeles Dodgers. I mean, forget about even looking at the New York Mets at that eight to one price. But if I'm the Padres at 30 to one, no doubt it's going to improve. But they would have to get like another frontline pitcher there for making make damage where we go down like 15 to one or cut it in half. It's only one player in baseball outside of like getting a superstar in the NBA, one of five players on the court. It does help mm-hmm. them. But it's quite frankly, it'd still be the Dodgers in a runaway for me. It would be. So I, I, I agree that it's not all of a sudden a war where the Padres are, are favored to win their division. Not mostly because, I mean, that's now a 10-and-a-half game lead. Just Dodgers just turned that thing on and left them in the dust, right? Mm-hmm. But 15-to-1 might be a bridge too far, but is 20-to-1? Could they, could they warrant being in front of both Toronto and Milwaukee? I think that might be the case. If, and here's the other one that would be interesting. If he goes to the Cardinals, they just jumped the Brewers in terms of favorites for that division. I think that might Could be the be. case as well. Fascinating, fascinating stuff to follow. We'll keep our eye on it at all times. Hour number two, right now. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. 
The legends are true. But overwhelming power. The sauce of destiny. Yes! The most legendary sauce has arrived as McDonald's transforms into the anime world of Wickdonald's. The greatest flavors unite in all new savory chili McDonald's sauce to make your 10-piece Nuggets, fries, and Sprite ultra-powerful. Unlock manga comics with every meal and sit down for a new anime short every week only at Wickdonald's. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba, go! And participate in McDonald's for a limited time while supplies last.